Yeah, it's hard to be an American. Hard to be an American. Pop! This is hard to be an American. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pod to Be an American. This is episode eight, and uh, it is me. And that wraps everything up. And that's it. That's all we have to say. <laughs> Thank you um, all. You see, what people don't know is we've already spent an hour trying to hook up here. Yeah. And uh, it, it was almost like, you know, other than the Tesla and, and uh, David Bowie singing, you know, uh, Mars and all that, yeah, uh, Life on Mars, this was pretty much like the, like the Falcon Heavy launch. Yes. More heavy than Falcon. So if you're just joining us for the first time, I'm Eric McElroy, and I'm able to operate Skype. And this is Charlie Wolf, and he's not. I'm a Republican, not... and I'm in my 50s. I don't know. Even my 12, you know, I had my son who's 12 come in and help me out. So I, I never thought that would be a day I'd see, but it's here. Oh, there you go. It was not, When we saw him come in, we're like, oh, thank goodness for that. Finally. Yes. So but even he had, a, he had it, it, a little bit of problems. It's, well, it still took him about 10, 15 seconds longer than it normally would. So yeah. something was screwed up in the system. Yeah, you can't remember your password. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, you know, don't they realize that, that, that I'm 50, so I'm just getting into that age yeah. where, you know, I can watch those TV commercials. I'm allowed now at that age to watch the, oh, that's the one Pocky recommends, you know, those stupid life insurance commercials. But don't they realize in an aging population, we don't do passwords. And if we remember them, we can't type the damn thing. So, See, you know, never mind health care and insurance and all that stuff. You're going to have to come up with passwords for old people. And I bet you were one of those people who was attacking Hillary Clinton over her emails when, as we've just established, anyone over their 50s had no idea what was going on technologically. So, you know, you blamed her for all that. But I bet she was probably no more savvy with this kind of stuff than you are. No, I think it was the other way around. She was savvy, but at least with me, you know, you know, you could send me, you know, matter of fact, if the FBI or the the Trump administration wants to be safe, if they just want to dump everything on my computer, (laughs) as long as there's a simple like ABC123 password. Or something with my birthday, no one will find it. Because well, I know I won't find it. Your opinions are formed by by you alone, and not by anything you've read from Russian bots, because you can barely get online. Yeah. So that's that's good. Um, so the Russians uh, will go in and say, "We we tried this birthday, it just isn't working." <laughs> so we have struggled a little bit with um, with the pod uh, getting things going. So this is there's been a pause in podding, and yes. uh, I mean it's been. I mean, I, I can't remember. I don't know. I think the headline was on um, Huffington Post. Uh, it was something like, what a long year this month has been. <laughs> I, I mean, there that reminds are me of some of your shows. You know, you get in there and you, it you, just, you comes on stage and at 10 o'clock and five minutes later, you look at your watch and it's 1030. Yeah. Well, oh, that, no, that's, I get a packer. Half an hour later, you look at your watch, it's 1005. So you had given me a compliment. Yes. <laughs> you know, you're done. Uh, it shows you the day I've had. had so. um, uh, I mean, how, how have you enjoyed the last month of being a Republican and a friend of Donald Trump? I'm not at all concerned. Listen, you know, the, considering the pushback he gets from everybody else, uh, and he still, you know, he, he takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Okay. Timex commercial from the seventies. Maybe yeah. that one you don't know either. I know that one. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'll ever, anyway. Timex was a watch. Timex. Do you know Timex? They didn't. He was an Eastern Bloc country back then. They didn't have watches. Seconda. Oh. Seconda, but in English. Seconda. Does that ring a bell? Yep. Okay. Nailed it. Very right, well done. Um, I can tell you have been working with the Russians. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't. What, I, have, I, mean, I have a Russian-made Seconda watch. So since we last chatted, I think I don't hmm. know if we talked about Fire and Fury came out, Stormy Daniels came, 
out. I don't know if she came while she was with Trump. Out, out. Um, uh, we've got uh, 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 Mas, What's her name? Um, um, Omarasa's gone in. Omarasa's gone into Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, <laughs> we've got Rob Porter, who uh, has been resigned or fired, depending on what day of the week it is, or who's spinning a story from the White House for abusing his wives. Um, uh, we've got well, the said that abusing his wives made it sound like he you know, like, was like, you know, Brigham Young's uncle or something or other. Don't, don't make, no, you can't make jokes about that, Charlie. No, 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 no. This is the comedian telling you no jokes about that. Um, uh, the stock market, which Donald Trump, right, let's start with the stock market. Donald Trump said, the stock market gains under his presidency demonstrated his success, and all of those stock market gains in the last two weeks have been erased. So doesn't that mean his presidency is, by his own definition, no. a failure? No, 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 no. Um, because what's going on is, first off, the, the, the drop, all right, if it was here on the FTSE, which is, I don't know how many points it is, that would be a big drop. But it was only a 4% drop. Um, it was the largest it, gains in history. It was rallying the next day. It was rallying, you know, five. I mean, yes, it's been going up and down a, a wide margin, but a lot of it originally was probably profit taking. Yeah. You know, I don't blame people. After eight years of no consumer confidence, you know, you, you want to take your money out of the stock market because you just don't know where it's going. Suddenly, things are looking good. So a lot of people just thought, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cash in some of my chips and you know, go take a." The, little the drive market, down to Bahamas. I've got the little see app, the rest of my money. I got a little app on my phone. It shows that the stock market has been going up and up and up and up and up and up for the last eight years. The trend since Trump became president was just following a trend that began under you know your your no, en your enemy. I mean, the, the difference is this is this is what the climate change people. You know, if the, the, if the climate change people wanted to have a hockey stick, an actual real hockey stick, this is where you would have found it. It was it was going up and up and up, but it was because there was nowhere else for it to go. You know, it was bouncing off on the bottom of the ground. Uh, and then it, it just went right up after, uh, uh, you know, Donald Trump took office. But it was going up before Donald Trump took office. It's been going but, up for but, years. But it was bouncing along going, you know, yeah, listen, oh. you know, my, my oh. income is going up and up and up every month, too. But it's, it's not because I'm, you know, playing the sands right now. You know, it's, it's, it's going up, but it's because I'm making so, so the five, six pounds worth of profit every month. You know? So the stock market was not going up. When Obama was president, it was if it was like I said, it was going up. It was going up very slightly, but up. it wasn't. It was no, going no, up. It was massively going up. I mean, no one's ever seen it go up like it, it did under well, Trump. But the word "up" doesn't denote massive or or non-massive. I mean, let's. I mean, we don't want to get into sizes here. I know Trump can be touchy about that. <laughs> up is up. <laughs> it was up. bigly. See, up, it wasn't up. bigly under Obama. Up is up, right? You can just say up is up. Uh, but was it bigly or was it just? Midgley. <laughs> it was up. I, I, can, I can Google it, um, but I'm sure that what the stock – because, well, the stock market was definitely in the toilet when George W. Bush was president. Obama came in. It struggled for a couple of years, and then it took off for the last seven years, I think, of, of – like this is the longest run the stock market has had for – But it, but it know, was very it, small gains. You know, it's, it's, if you want to say it was up, all right, you can say it was up, but it was you – know. right. Pavel's doing the research here. Are you looking this up? All right, we've got our we've got our crack producer. He's going to oh, Google how much has the stock market increased since two thousand and eight. That's what. But, we is, he, but is, he, is he looking at the uh, the Dow Jones Industrials? Yeah, or the, the Dow Jones. The, the Dow Jones is what Trump talks about because he doesn't the, know that there's the, any. The, the Siberia five hundred. I don't think Donald Trump is aware of any foreign markets because they would be you know less less special, less significant. Mm -hmm. America first, right? America first. America first, except for the employees of Trump organization. Um, all right. So you're, uh, you're happy with the stock market falling because it's a Donald Trump f f 
correction. I, well, it's a known, well, actually, yes, I am. You know, not so much because it's Donald Trump, but you know, some people get all kind of anxious when the market goes down. Someone like me says, "Ah, good." And the prices come down to something I can afford. Yeah. You know, it's like when when uh, there's a sale at uh, you know wherever you shop at ASDA uh, over here or Tesco's or you know A and P or whatever, and and the price of corn goes down. You buy corn. Yeah. If corn's your thing. Is that it sweet up, corn or you know, is that if you already own the corn, great, but is that sweet corn or corn on the cob? Sweet corn. Sweet corn, corn on the cob yeah, corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. So not yeah. sweet corn. Well sweet corn would work too. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on whether you like sweet corn. Sweet corn, corn right? is fungible. I mean I, I I like sweet corn, but I don't like it in my tuna. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if that's something so I think Sorry, you, you need to be very specific here, yes. about cucumber, these things. Cucumber slices. And have you ever tried on your on a British friend the old um, um, mayonnaise and um, and uh, what we call it um, a celery? Oh yeah, Something. that's nice. Yeah. That's, the Amer- that's the American way. That's that's yeah. truth, justice, and the celeriac way. But I wouldn't put tuna and uh, uh, tuna and mayonnaise on a baked potato. Oh God, that's no! A very yeah, British I know. Thing, it, it, and it beans. is disgusting. <laughs> coleslaw. <laughs> uh, well, I don't like coleslaw, no matter what continent I'm in. I've never been a fan of coleslaw. Yeah, um, see, we're very close. All right, so what this, we got this here? Is, I mean, without getting us in trouble, this is a country that for many years was boiling beef. Yeah, well, a little boiled beef is fine. Uh, okay. No, so I'm talking like hamburgers. Yeah. Did so, you grill those? Oh, you grill yeah, those? I don't, I don't know what app he's got me on here. I can't tell. Well, it's definitely, if, if people Google it, the stock market went up, but I don't know what, we can't find it. Yeah, it didn't go up. I mean, the didn't consumer confidence, the money that's coming back, the jobs that are coming back. Right. So you'll admit if you were a black it, man, you wouldn't be here right now. You'd be out working. If I was a what? A black man, you'd be out working. <laughs> Unemployment. <laughs> Instead of sitting here like me, dossing around, <laughs> waiting for your basket of fruit and veg. Uh, you say these. I know what you're trying to say, Charlie. You're saying that African American employment has gone uh, is is higher than it was before. Yes. Although yes. the last report, it did go down. So Trump's probably stopped talking about that. So his two main talking points were the talked about it last night. Uh, it's African um, uh, Amer- African American History Month, and he was bringing it up uh, just last night. I was watching. Yeah. Oh, he messed it up again. <laughs> We're, we're, we're doing a Charlie Wolf when it comes to looking at this chart of how well the stock market has done. <laughs> we're going to come up with that as, as a See, new, that's your problem. That's, that's I, I don't thing. know computers, so I we're just doing, make the numbers up. Yeah, yeah, just like Donald Trump. That's why you guys support yes. him so much. <laughs> yeah, it definitely went up. I'm not going to touch the screen. But in 2008, it was at its lowest at about 7,500 points. And it mm-hmm. continued to go up so that when he became president, it had gone from 7,500 points or so. The Dow had gone to almost 22,000 points. So that's up, Charlie. There's no way that's not up, up. That's up, 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 up. Yeah. 7,500 to around 22,000. That's up. Well, you know, he, all I know is Donald's broken something like five 1,000 mark records. It has done well this year. I'm not saying it hasn't, although that was mostly based on the policies put in place and, by and Obama. And this is a guy that's only been in, but, in office for a couple of months. Wait again until the, uh, the tax reform stuff starts. Yeah, really the stock market the even more down. Since his policies have started to take – because arguably the only thing he's passed that's policy that would affect the stock market was the tax bill. And as soon as the tax bill came into effect, the stock market started to crash. No, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go up. Just have faith. And matter of fact, now, like I said, now's the time. Go out and buy some shares. Go buy yourself some stocks. If I had any money, Charlie, I would not take that advice. Yeah, it's hard to be an American. The big story 
I mean, the massively big, big, and it's only like iceberg story right now. In other words, we're only seeing the 10% at the top of the iceberg is Oxfam. Oxfam, uh, for those that don't know, is a, is a giant major worldwide charity. It was started, I guess, at Oxford University um, many years ago. Is that what that and comes from? I believe so, yeah. Oh. Oxford Relief from Famine, I think, was the original oh. name or something like that. That's what well, it, where it came out of. Go. It is a good thing to talk to old people every now and then. <laughs> yes. Back when, back in the day, when we would bring them corn, sweet corn and corn on the cob, we'd have some hanging from baskets on our shoulders. Um, but uh, no, seriously, I, um, they, they've been charged with, uh, uh, or it's been revealed, I guess would be the more proper word, uh, that people, uh, Oxfam um, uh, representatives have been going to Haiti um, we're taking a. I can't remember. Did Haiti make Trump's list? Starting to improve myself. It's one of here. his uh, poop hole countries. Yeah. Okay. Well, they made it even more. Uh, they they were they were buying sex off of prostitutes uh, with uh, with I'm assuming government money. Uh, uh-huh. They received something like 34 million a year uh, from uh, uh, the international aid office here in the United Kingdom. Not to mention all the money on top of things. Yeah. And um, who's who's the guy? Um, I can never remember his name. Uh, 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 um, he was in for uh, James O'Brien yesterday on LBC Radio over here in, in, in London. Um, um, Majid Narwaz, I, I'm probably getting his name all wrong. He actually had it totally right. And I tried to explain this on the BBC the other night, and they, and they, they wouldn't really hear it. They didn't understand what I was saying. There's a mindset with some of these organizations, Oxfam, uh, even you know the Red Cross, uh, RSPCA, they get so big and they're on moral causes. So as he presented it yesterday, you know, he said it's the point where, because the work they do is so moral, it's almost like, well, all right, so there was a screw up here and this was wrong, but we have to cover it up because the mission is more important. Uh, this is almost in a sense with the Catholic Church. Remember what was going on? It was like, we can't embarrass the church, so we'll just quietly ship these guys off. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I noticed this years ago with, with the RSPCA, you know, for, for me, it's the, you know, it's the hunting thing, the, the fox hunting. And again, I know it's a controversial subject. Uh, a lot of people don't want to go hunting. They don't like hunting. That's fine. But what my complaint was a group like the RSPCA, which has tons of power and tons of kudos, major institution, um, has this, uh, and, and gets, I don't think, I don't think they get any money from the government, but gets tons and tons of, of legacy money. Uh, has this beautiful six million uh, pound sterling uh, headquarters down in Surrey, and uh, and all the money goes to this in international politicking, uh, be it things like the hunting thing, which is a political debate, uh, or, or pushing veganism or vegetarianism, which again is political. Yet you look at the guys who are on the front lines helping animals get nothing. So I, you know, this and this is the same problem I see. So what you're uh, saying is these guys they're on the front line in Haiti trying to help out the uh, the victims of the earthquakes and that kind of thing. So they deserve a little time with some of the local ladies. No, I mean now they're, they're talking about because you know this whole this Me Too stuff. They're talking about abuse within their shops. So th- these guys are going to have a, a major PR disaster on their hands. And again, they, they really don't. I don't want to say they don't get my sympathy because obviously it, it is a major important story. And, 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 you know, we need to get aid to these countries. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't normally myself give to any of these charities. If, if Oxfam comes up to me on the street, I don't want to know. 
if um, uh, RSPC especially RSPCA especially comes so, up, don't want to know. Well, I, it's, I, it's not because I don't want to give to charity. Right. I just don't trust where my money's going. So the best place really to to do foreign aid and charity would probably be the government. Is what what you're saying? No, actually, actually, um, Carol. Um, oh, what's her name? At uh, Hudson Institute in uh, in New York, did a study and found out the most efficient form of of, uh, uh, of charity is is remittance payments. For instance, uh, she does these studies on giving, and, and remember when there was the uh, the Millennium Fund? Oh, so like, uh, have, like, yeah, remittance payments. So like like having immigrant like so bringing a bunch of Haitians to your country, having them work them hard work, because that's what yeah. immigrants do, and then have them pay remittances back to their home country. So like Bingo. so exactly. So, and so I know like you're going to say pro immigrant. Well, again, I'm, uh, I have no problem with immigration. I never well, no, have. I mean, just well because that's one of the things that. Um, uh, that has happened in the United States. Mil oh, hundreds of thousands of Haitians were brought into the United States uh, because of the disasters going on in their country on a temporary program. They've been sending remittances back to places like Haiti and other countries. Mm -hmm. And those are exactly – so you're saying that's the way to do it. And those are exactly well, the people that Donald Trump's trying to chuck out of the United States. No, no, but the, 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 there's a minor point here. There's a minor technicality. <laughs> the people I'm talking generally about are people that are coming in. It's economic migrants who have a skill yes. to offer. Yeah. Uh, and yes, the thing with the Haitians that came in, you know, they were welcome and they had a place. But again, this is supposed to be a temporary program. So, but it has, but has the problem in Haiti? Oh, those countries been resolved? It hasn't, and that's where that's why they've been allowed to stay. And every administration, Republican and Democratic, has continued to allow them. And you're saying that's one of the main ways to prevent poverty and abuses like the ones we're just seeing from Oxfam. I, I agree, but but also you have to then balance some of it off. You know. Uh, against the fact of, in, in this case, um, you know, is it being detrimental in the sense that it's becoming, uh, or people becoming dependent on it? You know, they're just staying in the states and not thinking about getting back to their country and lending their skills there. So, you know, there's also that to consider. But, but in the main, yes, I am, I am pro-immigration, um, legal immigration, and uh, and remittance payments work, and also makes uh, America because we used to always get hit over here with, oh, you guys don't meet your your remittance, you know, or your millennial fund. Uh, numbers, you know, America's not, the, you know, it really doesn't give. But actually, America is one of the probably the biggest uh, charity, uh, you know, giving country in the world, uh, whether it's to uh, to other countries or actually to other Americans. And what you'll find is conservative areas give far more money than liberal areas. And the main reason is when they realize the government's not doing it, the onus comes on to the person, which you know is actual charity. And, and people come through and they give far more money. And again, also, uh, even though it's not necessarily remittance, it's still people are giving to organizations that they have some sort of trust in. So they may not give to the RSPCA, but they'd rather give to, I don't know, you know, so, the local uh, farm or whatever. I guess I'll really, so what is what is the solution to help a place like Haiti? If it's if private companies like Oxfam are abusing their power, and you don't want governments to do it. What what's the answer? What what would what would you think is a is a is a conservative response? Because conservatives are generally considered to be the family value, um, mm. judo uh, Christian ethics. Um, Judeo, yeah, Judeo, not, not judo Christian. Judo. <laughs> judo Christian would be like kind of a mixture the, of Christianity the, the, and the, the, the jujitsu. <laughs> it's, it's good that we got that in there since the Olympics are going on, uh, or whatever the Korean. Karate thing is. Yeah. Uh, karate is Japan. Kung Fu is Chinese. What do the Koreans have? Nuclear weapons. Um, so what would be what would be the way as a conservative that you would see helping out poor countries? Because obviously driving down poverty helps the rest of the world, right? I see. The, I guess the problem is, in a sense, you know, people like the uh, Oxfam 
are also governments. You know, they're NGO, non-government organizations, they're NGOs. And, and, and actually, this is one of the cases where the government, I would actually defend the government, at least in when there's a major emergency, like after the tsunami. Remember the big Asian tsunami uh, several years back? Yep. And, you know, my, my kind of quote-unquote joke at the time, not, not about the tsunami and the, and the death and destruction, obviously, but, but the way it was handled was, you know, you get these guys from the charities come in, and, uh, and the first thing they do, and actually there's truth to this story, they come in with their clipboard. They used to call them the clipboard brigade because they'll come in with clipboards and they're looking for the best hotels and places to stay. Whereas the you know the U.S. Marines come off of a, a, a troop carrier, more importantly off a carrier group, you know, an aircraft carrier group, and they're right in there, uh, you know, rebuilding and fixing things and what have you. So if your, your country suffers something major like that, you better hope that you know a, a U.S. you know air for, uh, aircraft carrier is nearby. And a thousand Marines show up because they're the ones going to get the job done. Yeah, and a lot that of times, is, and a lot of times when there's a thousand Marines nearby and an aircraft carrier, they're the ones that have caused the problem in the first place. Oh, they, they don't <laughs> cause tsunamis. <laughs> but they are other, other disasters. I mean, that was no, that's, that's the classic. No, the, uh, what's the story? They're called about, islands of democracy. What's the story? Oh, I can't remember the. You might remember this. The story of a small country. It's, a, it's an old it's an old film from I don't know when the fifties or sixties, but the, it tried to get tried to declare war on the United States because oh, they gosh, wanted yeah. the United um, States to come in and rebuild the country. Yes, you know oh, what was the name of the country? About. I I, I know exactly what you're speaking. Country, I can't, obviously, um, it's a fictional movie, but um, yeah. that's that was the old way. I, I think after post Iraq and Afghanistan, that that myth has been destroyed. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. There's no more Marshall plans, but. Um, yeah, that was the classic. Like, get America yes, to invade. Yeah. Oh, if someone—I was going to say—if someone knows, they can ring us in. But it's a podcast. Yeah, I forget. This isn't the radio. This is not live, Charlie. It's not live, which is good. Hey, you know, which is good because we can yeah. edit, edit out your your Asian accents. Um, all right. So takeaway. I mean, I, well, I can't. Yeah, of course, Oxfam needs to be uh, top to bottom. I mean, I would hope that most of the work that they do is probably good. I would. I would assume there are many, the organization there are many that are very good, you know, but I think there's I would, a hubris. You know, this is the problem. And here's our word of the day: a hubris yep. in these different organizations where they begin to believe their own press. Yeah. And again, that's how it was with, with in the RSPCA because as someone who uh, you know has studied hunting and gone hunting and knows the issues. Um, you know, you were getting these people, in a sense, telling you how to live your lives. Yeah, uh, and that's not their—that's not their business. You want to come and, and help, you know, save save animals and what have you. But uh, you know, you got to know where your your remit lies and yeah. uh, not the get too big for your boots. Because this is ultimately yeah. what happens is you get to a, a case where, like I said, you get so much uh, of a moral backing that ultimately, it, it, you know, you get a moral backing to do immoral things. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, and. I mean, the bottom line is, is that people aren't going to get the help that they need. And then yeah. what's even more tragic is when it's the people who were meant to help them in the first place. Yeah. And, and, and remember also, I mean, the people that are getting abu being abused, I mean, it should happen to no one. But these are people, you know, who have just lost homes, who are destitute, etc. And they're being massively taken advantage of. And that's, that's just beyond sick. Yeah. Good. Well, we can agree on that. Yeah, it's hard to be an American. I'm glad, it's nice that we talk about Oxfam and non-U.S. news, but you know I want to talk about Trump and I want to talk all about the stuff that's going on. And there's yes. such a laundry list of fun things. I think, well, this is kind of breaking news, is that in the last 24 hours, the head of the FBI, CIA, and so on were testifying in Congress and the Senate and saying under oath that Russia did attack uh, our election systems in the United States and yeah. that they are continuing to attack our election systems in the United States. Yet at the same time, the president 
did not enact sanctions that had been passed by huge majorities of majorities of Congress to put sanctions in place to punish Russia for messing in our election because apparently Trump just doesn't believe it. What, Charlie Wolf, do you believe when it comes to the Russian influence of the United States elections? Well, the Russians have always been trying to influence our elections. I think sometimes people conflate the, this to mean that, uh, you know, that, uh, for instance, that uh, Donald Trump is the uh, Manchurian candidate. I will kill the president. I will. Oh shoot! I am the president, yeah. <laughs> and I look piggly. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Russians have always been trying to do that. But the way they, what they're after, isn't to necessarily make Donald Trump president or Hillary president or, or Obama or whomever. Uh, but it's to use disinformation as their main tool to, you know, actually have a breakdown in the system. And this is where, in a sense, well, to a degree, both parties. Uh, but I would say a little bit more from. Uh, the Democrats, especially when you listen to some of the stuff of Pelosi you know, uh, 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 has said uh, and some of the stuff Schumer's come up with in press conferences. But, you know, to make, make people think that the system itself doesn't work. Just uh, you know, to sit there and say, "Oh yeah, Donald Trump, he, you know, he he didn't he didn't win. He's but, not the president because there was collusion. There's been no proof of collusion at all." Been, no proof. Okay, so taking meetings with Russians to get information and dirt on Hillary, you don't count that's, that as that's collusion. Not, that's not collusion. What is that? Is that – I mean that's in most places – There is nothing that's met the, the definition of – I mean if um, if they were saying let's try and have you fake something yeah. to make Hillary, that possibly is collusion. But, uh, but you know, getting, whether you like, be smart or not is, like, you know, for, for Donald Jr. to do it or for uh, Eric to do it, that's a different argument. I, I, you know, but whether it's collusion, uh, it's not. That much I can tell you. You know, they have not found anything on the president. And at this point, all it's doing is it's – well, first off, it's keeping him from his agenda, which I think you know is important. We concentrate on instead of this sort of resist uh, campaign by the Democrats. But also, it it in a sense is helping do the Russians' job for them. It, it's buying into their propaganda. So you're saying you know, that the FBI, invest, the Justice Department investigation, is doing the work of the Russians? No, obviously not directly, but it's it's just, it's helping and assisting. And what they're doing, it's backing up, you know, you know, it's what the Russians want us to do. But when you got, I mean, the thing is, it just, I think the problem people have is that it's so much. You had Michael Flynn lying about meetings he had with the Russians. You had Jeff Sessions covering up meetings he had with the Russians. You had uh, Donald Trump Jr. initially when this meeting came out with the Russians, he said it was about adoptions when really it was obviously about um, getting dirt on Hillary. You had Donald Trump himself calling out publicly, hey, Russia, if you got the emails, give us the emails. Several that you can t- take out of the equation. I mean, you know, uh, you've got the, Russian- the, Jeff, the Jeff Sessions thing. It, you know, there, again, there's nothing illegal about someone meeting someone from the USSR, or but, well, there's not even that anymore, but from, well, uh, from that Russia. That would be incredible if they uh, could meet with you know, the USSR. But he lied under oath about those meetings. Why? No, because what he, his answer was, and remember, this is you know from a legal basis. They said, have you, you know, uh, illegally, in a sense, met with the Russians? And he said, no, he was not, you know, he did not act as a member of the campaign. He has a right as a senator and at the time but of he, whatever committee said, he was did heading. Did you ever meet uh, with Russian officials? And he, he had to amend his statement to Congress. That's, I mean, that's. I, I, I think he wanted to clarify, but that doesn't. But again, as he said at the time, he, you know, he said, you asked me under certain conditions, you know, the way you phrased your question, I answered the but question the way it was phrased. Wouldn't you feel better uh, if this isn't what we were talking about? If this, all these, all of these things, I mean, because, I mean, with Hillary, there was just a, an implication, there was a, there was a, there was just the taint that she covered up with the emails. That was just a taint. There was never any proof. 
There's never any proof that she maliciously deleted all those things, but that was enough. But she, should, she shouldn't have done it in the first she, place, though. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying about Donald and all no, of these th- campaigns. A di- no, th- there's a difference, and I've, I've spoken to people that have that se- the same level of uh, security clearance, and they've been through the same level of training that she has, and that you cannot do. Yeah. That's, di- that's different from saying – uh, meeting with someone who's Russian when you have a security clearance. Because but it is different that, when, they, when there is person, nothing wrong with that. But that's okay? it's different when a when a foreign entity offers to assist you in a domestic campaign. That is not appropriate. That's why we can't take money from foreigners wait, to pay for minute. campaigns. The ones who've been benefiting was you know was don't forget the Democrats who had uh, what's his face the British spy Michael Steele you know invent this uh, dossier which they were then using uh, you know with the, you know promoting wow. their own guy. Wow. To the FISA court, you know, you can't do that. No, that I mean, the, the well, some of the things in the Steele dossier have been verified. Other things are not yet verified. We don't know if they're imaginary or not. And well, I the, think the warrant started Wolf with Papadopoulos. It didn't Michael start with Steele, or did Steele get his that, stuff from Wolf? You I know, mean, sometimes I can't tell because you know they're both kind of poppycockish. I, 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 that hasn't been proved. I mean, that's that's what you. It seems like that's what people on the right want to hope to believe. But it, the the things in the Steele dossier haven't been disproven. They haven't yet been proven. And the guy wasn't just some halfwit. I mean, Michael Wolf is a bit of a halfwit. But but Steele was an actual, you know, a, a recognized uh, intelligence agent that had been used by British and American. Uh, agents over the years. He's gone private now. Um, so, I mean, there's no reason to doubt the veracity other than the fact that you don't agree with his yeah. findings. But if it's if it's wrong for uh, for Trump to meet with the Russians to get stuff you know, in opposition research... Yes, that is, I believe, is my, and I'm not, I mean, obviously, I'm a then, comedian. You know, Hillary's not, doing it, the same. You know, how was Hillary doing? No, buying Hillary, it off Michael Steele. Uh, Hillary was not, she was paying him to do research. She wasn't paying him... Uh, she wasn't getting a foreign government. There's a difference between a foreign government and I think a foreign individual. That would be my – rather than having a government and meet with foreigners. Plus she wasn't paying him directly. She, he was Initially he was started to be paid by a, a GOP operation anyway. It was originally I think Ted Cruz's campaign that was doing the dirt digging. Yeah, yeah. I mean because again, everybody buys opposition research. You know, that's mm-hmm. just you know, the way it goes. Um, but when the, the problem I have with, with her was they were using it for the FISA court. Well, Hillary wasn't using it. The FBI was FBI using was, it. Yeah. They used it for a part of their warrant, but it wasn't the beginning of it. It was started with Papadopoulos when he was in London getting drunk with somebody from Australia and bragging about mm-hmm. the information they were getting. And the but they were still using it knowing, knowing that it was, yeah, and that was know, invented. And that was disclosed you know? to the court. That I'm was, sorry? That, 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 the fact that it was a campaign piece was disclosed to the court. So it wasn't like the court didn't know that it was you know, had that taint to it, if it is a taint. Um, that was all disclosed. Yeah. So the whole- there's there's a problem, you know, going higher up. Then you know, this is something we have to, you know, you know, and again, it's 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 causing a breakdown, I think, in our system, which to me is worrisome. And and you know, I think you but probably isn't it more the same of a breakdown that, of the system. Yeah, they're thinking they're going to you know try and do the same in 2018, you know, for the midterms coming up later this year. But isn't it more but again, of a breakdown? I want people to understand it's not that they're messing with the machines because well. you really can't do that because all these machines are. In a sense, not one. It's not one big network. It's not like the election when we had the referendum here in the United Kingdom. It was a nationwide. You know, it's down to a constituency in a sense basis. Uh, I guess the computers would be run on, on what a state level, wouldn't they? It's yeah, a, but they they've been hacked. They they have said that some of those machines were hacked by Russians. They hmm. don't know what they did with the data, but they did hack in and look at the data. Yeah, but but it's pretty much impossible 
to invent, you know, none of that goes on anyway, just from the local population, you know, when your yeah. dead uncle is, is, is voting six yeah. or seven times, that's not necessarily the Russians. Yeah. I mean, they say, I think it's in Chicago, is, is vote off. What is it? Vote? Yeah, vote early, vote often. Vote yeah. early, vote often, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, 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 I guess Joe Kennedy's guess... gift to his son was buying him Chicago. Well, I mean, we have to say, I mean, we don't know. Uh, Mueller hasn't come out with anything lately. He's been very quiet. He's been very stup. So I, yes, I, it, feels like dangerous. it feels like there's more bubbling underneath. Well, but, I hope so, because at least to keep us employed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to be an American. Charlie is not an expert in art, but luckily his wife is, Estelle Lovett. You are an art expert, and um, the big news, I think, in the world of art must be the new portraits revealed by of the Obamas. Is that shit in the art world, or is that not really a ripple in the art world? Well, it is a big ripple in the art world, and I think it's because of the people that are being depicted. I don't think it's because of the standard of the paintings. It's uh, Obama sat in what looks like the Garden of Eden being eaten by poison ivy. Um, but he, he looks very studious. He, he looks very sharp in, in, a, in a clean white shirt. Was he, um, was he like auditioning for the Sistine Chapel or something or other? Maybe. <laughs> Well, I mean, if he was reaching for the finger of God, because it, it does, I mean, that's the controversy I've seen about the painting. Do you think as an as our, because it looks like on one of his hands, there's an extra finger there, or is that just the way of the shadow? Do you agree that they've given him an extra finger? Is that because he's a lizard person and Illuminati? There were many Republicans who gave him an extra finger well, there, as yeah, well. It's a different else. finger, Charlie. That's different. Do you, I, I mean, do you think they're good paintings? It depends what you mean by good paintings. You know, um, everybody has a different interpretation of what makes good art. With one of your students, you had to mark this. How would you, how would you mark it? Well, you know, here we, we're sort of grading for GCSEs and A-level, which isn't perhaps the highest um, uh, certificate for art. But I, I think um, Obama's is... is uh, much better than um, his wife's. You know, I, yeah. at first I thought, oh, who is that meant to be? You yes. know, and then it reminded me of uh, Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind when she come down, <laughs> came down wearing her green velvet curtains as a dress. Um, it, it's not the most appealing of portraits. Um, that, that They've got kudos because they're huge, they're life-size, um, technically they're very good, but you can be intellectual when you're painting, but you need a bit of emotion as well. You need to, you know, to splash and splosh the paint around a bit to show that you're human. Well, I think, uh, well, Charlie might argue that they're, they're not human. I'm not sure. But, um, <laughs> no, no, the, when it comes to that level, that's, that's the EU commission that I think are like the wizard people from, you know, he the visitors okay, and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you think, but would you, would you, you know, accept uh, Obama's a life-drawing subject? Well, you know, you know what? The funny thing is that um, when I compare them to portraits that uh, President Bush did, I think President Bush is actually a good painter. Yeah, well, he's got... He does have a lot of time on his hands now, <laughs> so I guess he's got. Well, Nelson Mandela had a lot of time on his hands, and his <laughs> stuff wasn't so good, if I remember as well. You know, some are good, some aren't. Yeah, um, I guess it's. I th maybe I don't. I haven't looked a lot at what past presidents' portraits have been like. I think because they these they seem to have chosen their artists to be ones who were going to be a little bit more edgy or controversial or or different rather than just a. You know, sort of basic. And, they get on, and they get on the Donald's case for not being presidential, but Obama gets away with everything, doesn't he? Oh. You see, even in paintings. <laughs> well, it is interesting because the artists that they've chosen 
you know, do sort of tick certain boxes so that they're PC um, and don't sort of miss anybody in the community out. Mm. Um, But they're beautiful colours. I don't know if they're quite totally reflective of the people they're meant to represent, but I recognised him. I didn't recognise her. Yeah, it doesn't think it was anything to do from, uh, he's dead now, but there's a guy by the name of Thomas Kincaid. Matt, was it Master of Light? Was that his, his, his yes. thing? When Estelle and I, I brought her home to meet my mother for the first time, we, you know, we went down to Miami to stay with my mother in, in Florida, and I'd never heard of him. We went. To, this is the biggest selling artist in America, and it's funny because Estelle was the most British I think I've ever seen. You, we walk, we're walking in this mall in, in Boynton Beach or West Palm Beach, and there's this shop. And we're looking, and, and she's going, oh, I mean, I, I, I'm surprised I didn't see a string of pearls around your neck, you know. But it, it was like, oh my God, what is this? This is horrible. <laughs> I find out later he's the biggest selling artist in America. Oh, yeah. That- apparently, more people have got a Thomas Kincaid print in their house than any other artist. But of course, oh, everybody's yeah. got a portrait of the president in their pocket on your dollar bills. Yeah, well, the old presidents, not the, the new old ones. Yeah. We don't the put, more white guys, no we, one trusts anymore. We don't put the we don't put anybody. I think Abraham like, Lincoln is the most on recent on a, president on, a, on American money. So, yeah, because after that, it gets a bit political. So, yeah. uh, so we don't we don't bother after that point. But um, we, don't, we don't have parades either. But that's a different. Yeah. yeah. See, now, there's something there. Okay, you see, there's something I disagreed with with Obama or What's with uh, with Trump is the parade thing. I think he means well. All but, right. But the parades, it just isn't us. We don't believe in standing armies. Um, but Megan and did you see this in the papers the other day? Harry and Megan were supposed to be having a, a parade at their wedding. So I think we should send over some troops. <laughs> You know, we have some ICBMs being, you know, carted by, just like the North Koreans do. But we yeah. have bigger ones. Bigger bigger buttons will put those well, on parade as well. I don't think Trump has been invited to uh, Harry and Meghan's That's okay. He just so. sent over his whistles and his, and his buttons. Well, I'm sure that because Obama's been invited, he'll pass along uh, his regards. Yeah, and his missus and his buttons. <laughs> well, um, well, thank you, Estelle, for jumping in there and giving us a, a proper artistic uh, a view yeah. of, of those. That's No problem. You'll have to get your portrait painted now. I, I, well, I, my kids have done some drawings, but um, I would imagine, yeah, that's not something I want to show anyone. Do you need someone on Saturday public. for your life drawing class, by the way? Maybe Eric can come up and... <laughs> can you keep still, Eric? Oh, yeah. I, I would imagine... <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll do it if Charlie will do it with me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, you too. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's hard to be an American. Well, there we go. That yeah, was, no, uh, you don't get expert, you know, you know, expertise like that all the time. No, we don't. I, I mean, my well, no, not ever, because usually it's just us two. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think you know that was we we've covered the Russians, we've covered the paintings, we've covered uh, Oxfam, uh, we've covered. I think we've we've pretty much covered everything. If you yeah, I think this if you've listened to this podcast, we did pretty well. So uh, you don't need to listen to anything else. And. Um, yeah. But it was and good. make sure everybody else listens as well, okay? I mean, yeah. seriously, we, we really do need the... Uh, we need subscribers. Know. We need hope. Uh, <laughs> yes. Everything. Uh, but it it's, it's, it's either you guys subscribing and listening in or, or you know, Oxfam's going to show up at our front door. Well, the more people that listen in, the more we can help teach uh, Charlie how to Skype. Uh, the other solution is, of course, he can join me where we record this live for my side of it, is at the Ram Jam in Kingston, uh, which hosts us. And if Charlie can ever uh, get south of the river Mine's again, at the, at home the, the trains the trains are tricky. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, you, you can tune in to Ram Jam Radio and listen to their music and things like this. And you can subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud. And uh, yeah, you can keep listening and we'll be back soon. Right, guys? 
Definitely. We're do this again very soon. All right. And if there's any more portraits, then we'll get a Stellan as well. So uh, that is it for this one. I've been Eric McElroy. And I'm Charlie Wolf. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's hard to be an American. Hard to be an American. Hard. This is hard to be an American. American.